And all this negativity that's in this town sucks. And I've been around, and, and, and when Jim Rice was booed, I've been around with Yosemite booed, and it stinks. It makes the greatest town, greatest city in the world lousy. This is Entitled Town. Welcome to Entitled Town. I'm not going to go full Dale Arnold on you saying, hey, guys, not a lot to talk about today, is there? But since Sunday with the conference championship games, two excellent football games, by the way, that a lot has happened and we've agreed to tackle it in chronological order. So, Dan, I will start with you. Um, Sunday started off really badly. The Chiefs raced to a 21-3 lead, scoring in their first three possessions. John throws a temper tantrum on the West Coast, says, I'm going out with my son. I'm not going to watch the rest of this debacle, <laughs> which was wonderful, which led to a phone call seven hours later that, you know, we'll talk about. But the Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs score in their first three possessions, and then they get three points the rest of the goddamn game. Andy Reid being Andy Reid. Be a judgment. That game had it all. Was it arrogance or hubris that, that caused Reid and Mahomes to turn down the free three at the end of the first half that would, the, would have put them up 21? To quote Peter King, it was smarter than they are hubris, like he said about Belichick all those years ago. That's right. Good old clock management King. Andy Reid came back to us just in time. You know, he had that, they get, they get so close and he thought he like, he just had to get cute with it. Um, I, I had no faith in Cincinnati going to that game and shame on me because their defense, especially that last drive at the end of the game, uh, at end of regulation, when um, when the Chiefs got down to like their four, uh, had a first down with yep. like a minute 30 to go. And then they had like two sacks and they even forced a fumble. Joe Tooney saved their ass, uh, the Chiefs ass briefly. I think we all would have needed to call a doctor in four hours and Mahomes fumbled the game away after first and goal at the four. Holy shit, would that have been good, Dan? You know, the whole weekend, it was it was a weekend where a thousand bad narratives went to die. You know, it's it's okay yeah. to take a field goal. Uh, you can beat the Chiefs with field goals. Uh, the team with a second overtime possession can win the game. Uh, the, the Chiefs of 2021 aren't the Chiefs of 2019. Jimmy I G is not the one that got away. There's one. And finally, it, it just reinforces the idea that it's hard to win in the NFL. And just because the Patriots had a dynasty doesn't mean anyone can do it. That's true. Um, Mike and Route One and I will, will take our deserved beating for our Jimmy G love. Thanks, Kevin, from the last podcast. Here's the Chiefs, the end of the first half. The Chiefs have first and goal at the Cincinnati one with nine seconds left. They, Holmes throws an incompletion uh, short left, leaving five seconds. They throw a pass in the field of play. Hill gets tackled. Fuck that guy, by the way. Hill gets tackled. The half runs out. First and goal at the four at the end. First and goal at the four at the end of uh, the end of the fourth quarter. And they wind up having to kick a 44-yard field goal because Mahomes took sacks of five yards and 17 yards after after a first and five, and then the first and goal at the four. Mike, uh, what was your what was your level of excitement in seeing the the Bengals pull off the upset at Arrowhead? Um, it was, you know, somewhere between less than seeing, uh, the box go down the week before, but, but not, not, not significantly, um, less excited. Um, you know, it was Mahomes trying to hero ball them in the, in the second half and that, and that it was, you know, he was checking up threes like Antoine Walker. Uh, and that was just, it was fantastic to see see that kind of happening um and you could kind of see where it was going and 
in real time. And I, I, I confess to having on that final drive, not a lot of confidence that the Bengals are going to get that stop. And I was, I was full on, I, I, I'm a, I'm a pussy. So I'm always like, let them score. Let them, you know, I, any, <laughs> anytime you're like down in that area with like no time and clocks running, I'm like, I don't trust the defense. And I'm like tight timeouts or, you know, or you know, like bill in 49 or, you know, uh, let them score as, as they did, the Patriots did against the giants in 2011. That's always my default because I, I just don't, but in shit, man, that, that was, that was a hell of a defensive stand, but I guess, you know, I, I'm, I'm seeing ghosts and the ghosts are, you know, 2019 Patrick Mahomes, not um, this Patrick Mahomes. We've talked about it a bit on this podcast. I think he, he just unbelievable player, but man, there's, he just doesn't, when things get sped up, he just, you know, he's, throwing off platform to throw off platform sometimes it seems and yeah. his mechanics get all screwy and you know um give me the the same slot uh arm slot you know over and over again rather than the um the uh submarine stuff you know so yeah but it was it was fantastic to see that to see that happen and see it see it happen because of um you know the, the first half into the first half too especially it was a, a, a you know a ca- nice capper on our some of the themes that we've talked about this year yeah, it was it kind of wrapped up a lot of what we talked about in a bow. Scarcy, what were your feelings watching the, the Chiefs and the Mahomes go down on Sunday? It just doesn't make any sense. They have a loud stadium. That was supposed <laughs> to be the absolute, uh, the you know, the topper. If the if the fans are loud, that means you the team's going to win. Isn't just that like how it's Seattle, right? Just exactly. like Seattle, they've got you got the twelves up there. You've got Arrowhead or whatever it's called. Yeah. I, it's probably called something else, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Feathers, gonna, not uh, dots. Stadium. Probably something probably else politically some, incorrect. Woo, woo, woo. Something. Yeah. <laughs> something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. They didn't get the memo on that. Yeah. No. No. no, no. That, that, it's bizarre how that's allowed to skate, huh? I mean, geez, still doing the tomahawk chop. Yeah, we got the Cleveland Guardians, but they're doing the tomahawk chop in Missouri. Uh, John, uh, how was it to, to pick up your phone and find out <laughs> seven hours later? that the fucking Bengals won that football game. I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, as you said, it got to 21, what was it? 21 to three, right? Right. And, uh, and, and you like, bail, yeah. and you bail like Greg Bedard on watching football. You, well, you're pulling well, in almost the coach. People were dunking on Bedard because he's hanging out with, with his athletic kids. And I'm like, you know, I'm kind of tugging on my shirt collar a little bit. Right. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it's 21 to three. And I'm like, fuck this shit. Right. Uh, you know, it's a beautiful day in Northern California, you know, we're going to go golf. Right. So that's what we did. And yeah, you, we'd finished up and you call and, and I'm like, don't say a word. Cause I'm, I got the, the Niners game on the DVR. We're going to watch it when, when I get home, you know, my wife's a fan of the Niners, North NorCal, NorCal gal. So, uh, you know, don't say a word. And you're like, well, you know what, you know what happened in the earlier game. Right. I'm like, no. right what happened like i didn't you went like full avoidance dog mode you went full avoidance not want to look at your phone and get pissed off on the golf course there was there was that but like we're you know we're teeing off we're at the range we're teeing off like i could have checked the status of the bengals chiefs and i had zero interest in checking it because it was such a such an obvious fait accompli that the chiefs are running away with that game so i had to watch the replay on nfl network yesterday and i still couldn't believe what I was watching, you know, watching that second half, I, I still couldn't believe how the, the, you know, Hey, this is exhibit a, anybody who believes momentum doesn't exist in a football game and that everything can be played on the stat sheet and quantitatively like momentum is absolutely a thing in that game. I don't know exactly 
how it happened. I mean, the Chiefs had a couple very near misses on their first two drives of the second half where they could have kind of kept the foot on the gas. They just missed a couple completions. And then the next thing you know, Mahomes is staring down a defensive lineman, throwing about the easiest pick that dude's ever going to get in a million years, right? And the entire momentum of the game is like, like you can feel it watching it on replay. The Chiefs feel like, you know, that it's slipping away and the Bengals are like, oh my God, we are in this game. I'll say a couple of things. Eli Apple making that tackle on Tyreek Hill at the end of the first half, that would never happen yes. in Madden. That would never happen in Madden. <laughs> I mean, if that happened in Madden, you'd break your controller, right? And that's that's why, you know, that's why I love about football. Eli Apple is about the, the polar opposite of Tyreek Hill as it relates to career and respect and all that stuff. That was a huge play for that guy. And, um, you know, I just, I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. And I will say this, uh, Mike on route one and going back to last week's pod off platform throws should be replaced with burning platform throws because, <laughs> because that's what I'm seeing Mahomes doing. It's not an off platform. It's a burning platform. And if somebody doesn't drop a yakety sacks baseline, uh, on the on the replay of watching Mahomes back there on the burning platform, I mean, he, I, I don't know what the heck was going on, but Hero Ball is about the nicest the nicest way you could put it. That's a good it's a good way to put it, and I'm not surprised that you believe in momentum in sports because you believed in the nerdiest thing we've ever done. You believe that momentum existed in Stratomatic Baseball and rolling the dice. <laughs> that, that, that's that's its own podcast, but I've got numerous examples. <laughs> Yeah, in California, if you were, if you were playing Madden and you were a California Bill, you would throw the controller and hit reset. Just you can't reboot the you cannot reboot the game. Uh, Mike on Route One, it's time for us to come get your whooping, Charlie Steiner, Jimmy G, Mina Kimes, right again. Rams twenty nine of seventeen. Uh, that one hurt. Seven up seventeen to seven in the second half. The Niners in control of the game, and uh, the Rams come back and win it. For, they go to the Super Bowl for the second time in three years. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, yeah, I just I, the Rams are a, a better team. So I, I wasn't terribly surprised by the outcome. But I, I guess what people don't who, you know, when Jimmy's getting spun around by Aaron Donald, he's supposed to take the sack there, clock running, you know, they could use their final timeout. Fourth and 25. Right. I, I don't know. I can't kill the guy for just trying to flip it, flip it to the to the to the back there. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's indicative indicative of of too much. Um, so I'm not really sure what the what the play is there? Do you take that forward? Do you eat that on in kind of and play fourth and twenty five? I, I guess, but I don't know. All, all the know. deceptions uh, are not created equal. That was. I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, if you want to tell me he's not a, a top, you know, nine quarterback in the league, sure, I'll, that's fine with me. But uh, you know, I, I'm with that weirdo landscaper guy on Twitter who has the wife with the giant took us um, back in Bill's womb. Give me, I'll take Jimmy Garoppolo. Be interesting to see if Jimmy winds up in Vegas. Dan, did you have any thoughts on the uh, the Niners Rams game and Jimmy G uh, blowing a chance to go to the say, second Super Bowl? I, I was rooting for him. Um, I was too. Mike's right. There, the Rams are just a better team. You know, Jimmy. Kind. Of, I was thinking back to how the Patriots got killed for the compensation for Jimmy G. You know, and how they should have gotten more. And Cleveland was. We know that Cleveland offered. At some point, somebody thought they offered two first first round picks, but what they got was right in line with what he's become. He's he's a good quarterback, but I I think anybody would look at that and say that was right in line with what he should they should have gotten for him. I would especially I given would, the injuries, right? Especially given the injuries too. Like, yeah, 
And we the contract didn't know that he how, how right expensive after. it was at the time, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's going to be getting $30 million if uh, whether he goes to another team. Please don't be the Steelers. Please don't be the Steelers. But I, he's Somebody not going to assume it's a favorite for the Bucks now. Yeah, no kidding. He replace, uh, actually, he did replace Tommy. That Bill, Bill, Bill from um, Cohasset right again. Scartsy, um, let's go to you regarding Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington on Monday. Um, kind of preempted. They took Tom's. Tom versus time extra special episode by announcing Brady's retirement on Monday. Did you think that that was a kind of a dick move by the reporters or what were your thoughts on the Schefter Darlington stuff on Monday? I don't know why Shefty is getting the, uh, the top billing here from what I could tell from what I'm reading. It was Darlington who's got an in, in the uh, Brady camp from, from what I can tell, this is what I'm getting from uh, Diana Rossini. She uh, was apparently standing next to Darlington when his uh, cell phone was blowing up with all the uh, folks, you know, texting and calling regarding his story. So as, as I'm going to put it in the uh, junk drawer somewhere, all the reporters are basically the uh, Bill Atherton dickhead reporter character from Die Hard. It's much more important to get the story, you know, to do the get the story than to do the right damn thing and let the guy uh, go out on his own terms. It was shitty. It was shitty. Mike, what were your thoughts on the the Shefty Darlington thing? Uh, yeah, I mean, what are they supposed to do? Not report it? I I I, I would say I think it's it's. Uh, I I think it'd be weird if they didn't report it, especially given Schefter's uh, the year that Schefter has had you know kind of the Mister Editor thing like oh oh Tom I know this information here but I'm not gonna reveal it for you. So that's kind of where I'm at, you know, in, into Scarzi's point, if you do a little, uh, uh, you know, sleuthing around the, uh, the Instagram, you can see for years, um, you, you can see that Darlington and Rowitz are, are, you know, tugging each other off, um, you know, in, in non-business photos and things like that. And clearly there's a relationship there between, between, you know, Brady's former guy ben rowitz and darlington so you know i, I that's assume his, that's uh, one throwing of coach sources. or some such thing no that that's his his that's the will mcdonough the, the the other will mcdonough is the number two um the guy who came after will mcdonough is brady's body man you know oh okay he's the guy in the emails with the white the white um pool cover, pool cover and yeah. things like that yes yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah so that i it, that seemed pretty, yeah I, I had no problem with it dump dump it out there that's you got to do that, especially you can't sit on that. Uh, that's too, that's too big of a story. I'm just it was a weird that was a weird kind of uh, that was a weird kind of day. And you got the old man jumping in. And um, but yeah, it, who, who, who cares? I, I think I think you have to report that. Yeah, I, I do like that. None of the Boston sports media got the story, despite them angling on it for decades. Dan, you have a bit of a background on that sort of work. What were your thoughts on what Schefter and Darlington did? No, I'm going to repeat the same thing. You have that story. You, you go with it. Um, I, I, I was more interested in who we thought leaked it. Where did they get it from? Right. That's a good point. Um, and another good question to ask John, um, put a bow on this. What were your, what were your, what do you think about that? Well, the real hero of the story was Chris Mortensen coming in on Twitter <laughs> and, 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 uh, you know, people wondered whatever happened to that guy, right? Did he, did he get fired for his erroneous reporting on, on deflated balls? No, I believe that story and those tweets are still out there. And here he is to remind us that the, you know, let's not lose sight of the, you know, in the midst of Brady retiring, the heroes of the story are those mediates who reported the story and then took a bunch of arrows questioning the legitimacy of their story for a few days 
stewing in their own juices until their reporting became proven accurate today. So God bless the mighty firefighters at ESPN and the <laughs> and the and the, the their ability to to break this this pressing news. Yeah, that was pretty gross. I it's like when I see like uh you know uh, former Nixon White House counsel John Dean weighing in. That's a nice topical <laughs> reference for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, weighing in on like the on like Trump stuff, and I'm like, yeah. yeah, well, I guess he would know about you know criminal uh, activity at the highest levels of government. But it's like eh, maybe a little self awareness there, Chris. Jesus, Let, let's kick it over to Dick Cheney for his thoughts on Russia and Ukraine. <laughs> Coming up after Entitled Town, we have an all new All in the Family, followed by Alice. So be sure to stay tuned to CBS. Well, first it was Stephen Breyer and then Tom. That's it, right, right. You got Breyer. John, I'll go back to you as the Entitled Town teen mom. I mean, the end result is Tom Brady is retired. Seven Super Bowl uh, victories, uh, 10 Super Bowl appearances. And as the teen mom, and uh, you pulled out of the row of chairs somewhat um, regarding Brady as you had your, you had your pom-poms and your footy pajamas on. How, what were you feeling when you heard that Brady made the announcement? We're recording on Tuesday, so... Uh, earlier today I was I was wearing my Brady retro Pats gamer riding on the Peloton and uh, I, I almost fell over in in agony no I <laughs> you know we 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 knew it was coming I mean it was it was pretty it was kind of increasingly but not that that I bought hook line and sinker into the Schefter reporting but you know been kind of expecting this announcement and and it certainly seemed like the wind was blown in that direction to kind of borrow from a Breer a Breerism there, you know, the, the sense in the room or whatever. Um, I mean, look, NFL Network did a, a whole day of Brady uh, tribute programming and they could do a whole week of it. Um, you know, they were showing the 30-minute the segments of the Super Bowls, but they could show they could show all the Super Bowls. They could show the, all the Super Bowls. They could show any number of playoff games. They could show any number of regular season games. I mean, the, the memories and the, the legacy of, of Tom Brady you know, it's like I spent the whole, you know, it's funny because when when we were golfing, um, all all Alex wanted to talk about was the, the Brady Six documentary. He had seen it fairly recently and he was asking me about, you know, all these guys. And, and it's like, you know, we'll be talking about Tom Brady and his accomplishments, kids, grandkids, you know, I mean, just for the rest of our lives, we got to watch it. You know, we got to watch it up close, enjoying the era. Um, and it was, it was remarkable. We'll never see anything again, like it. Nobody else probably will either. Uh, I'm glad he did it for my favorite team. And, and, you know, I, obviously, you know, I feel so awful for the fans of 31 other teams that will never get to enjoy the kind of run that we enjoyed over 20 years. You didn't catch the memo. Uh, Mahomes just penciled them in for all those Super Bowl. And my reaction, the, my reaction to you, John, is, or, or the bills. That's right. Well, they're, they're up next. My <laughs> yeah. reaction to your statement, John, is Peloton. Must be nice. Scartelli, <laughs> yeah. what were your reactions to hearing Brady announce his retirement? Well, there were where there was where there was that much smoke over the weekend, and you figured there was uh, there was some fire somewhere. But uh, I'm going to go to the uh, go to uh, architect Christopher Wren's epitaph there. In Latin: "See monumentum viquiris circum spicae." If you seek his monument, look around you. Look at what's happened. We're, we're, uh, let's see, 1st of February. So we're on the anniversaries of Super Bowls 38 and 49. 49, mm -hmm. yes. We're we, we just having an absolute embarrassment of riches when you get around to the end of uh, January and beginning of February every year. 
just you know go over your uh go over your favorite uh favorite playoff wins yep. for the super bowl for a uh, super bowl for the uh afc championship for the patriots it's it's a it's a it's a blessing is what it was a thousand percent that's the word i was going to use scarcity we have been mm-hmm. blessed just embarrassment of riches over the past two decades uh dan quick thoughts on on uh, tom's retirement you know overall i think good for him you know he went out on top he's still playing very very well he was far from any any cliff that max kellerman could concoct yeah um Mahomes is, is a good comp for just showing how hard it is to do this. He's five years in. I mean, he's been to multiple championship games. He's been to a couple Super Bowls and has one to show for it. It just shows that it's, it's going to be impossible to do that. Uh, the, actuar- the NFL actuarial t- tables work against them. And in, and in addition to that, you need to have luck. You need to have a good coach. You need to have good teammates. You know, you need to stay healthy throughout. It it just doesn't it just doesn't happen like that. I, I don't think you're going to see that ever again. Agreed. And people people forget. I sound like Simmons when I say this, but Jimmy Garoppolo completes a long pass in the fourth quarter of the the Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl. Mahomes might be looking at a big fat goose egg like he's Jim Kelly at this point. Um, John, your thoughts again? Well, I mean, just echoing what everybody what everybody's saying it has been a blessing and and you know if we we could we could do a podcast you know list out your top 25 favorite brady games right of the brady era and you know we'd have a hard time picking 25 and collectively there'd probably be 45 games on the list right so it's been it's been that good it's been that rich um it, it and you know i i had no problem cheering for him um and the way he went out it was almost like the best of all worlds. I know Mike on route one, um, you know, wanted the, 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 the bucks to get knocked out. I was perfectly fine. If they kept on winning, they got knocked out, but Brady was so valiant in his, in his last defeat, you know, I mean, he just, he just, he was a champion all the way. John, your thoughts were so nice. I had to go to them twice. I know. I appreciate, you know, guy, I had a lot to say on my guy, you know, I stayed loyal. I'm like you guys throwing him under the bus. Well, that was just payback for not getting you some final thoughts when you were stepping out of line there. <laughs> it, was, um, it was payback for last week's mute. Thank you. Yeah, we got a lot of positive feedback on muting that John Irons last week. <laughs> Mike, the, the, we'll we'll get into the uh, the Brian Flores lawsuit stuff here, but your your thoughts on Brady? I honestly, I was just kind of meh. I was as I broached with Scartelli last week. I was kind of like, oh, this is just going to be a build up to a you know a very special episode of Tom versus Time or whatever that. ESPN plus special is, but uh, what would you feel when you heard the news officially today? Um, you know, my, I, I, I was accused today on, on Twitter of, uh, of being, um, of, of hating Tom Brady, which is, um, I think anybody, certainly the old board folks uh, would probably take <laughs> issue with, with that because it makes my, my Mac Jones love, um, you know, look positively, uh, uh, like puppy love. Um, and uh, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm a bunny boiler with, when it came to Tom, but uh, so my, my face heel face turn, um, you know, would make, I don't know, some, some WWF eighties or Randy Savage um, envious because I, you know, I, I didn't feel much today, but I did feel uh, I felt, I felt good and I felt closure. And I, and again, I don't think uh, we talked about this uh, a while back. I don't think I'd feel that way 
had the conversation not happened after the Bucks game between uh, Bill and yes, Tom. Yes. So I, I feel better about that now. Um, you know, again, um, you know, we'll get to the um, we'll get to the, to the Flores stuff in a minute. And so there, there's a bit of the old uh, heel feelings coming back when I when the pieces have been kind of put together on that on that thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I he's, he's the greatest athlete, the greatest team athlete um, uh, of all time. And it's, it's was, it was the greatest run ever. And it sucks that it'll never be that good again, but uh, that's okay. You know, this is, this is what we have. And we have the, uh, the memories and the experiences. And it was, you know, uh, it was just, it was the most fun I've ever had, um, you know, yeah. in, in, in anything. And, and, you know, I'll miss, I will miss the friends and the, the tailgates the most, you know, and that was, it was perfect. There was nothing better than, the, than this, man. It was awesome. Well said. Uh, you know, we were, we were blessed to have Larry Bird for roughly about 45% as long as Brady played. Um, the last the last two decades have been an absolute pleasure. And, you know, hopefully they got Bill has another run left in him. Um, we make a weird transition here, John, to the Brian Flores lawsuit against the NFL. Um, besides the comedic value of a disheveled John Elway, uh, showing up an hour late to interview <laughs> Flores, which makes my, which just lightens my dark, dark heart. This doesn't uh, check out. I'm sorry. That, 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 that's, uh, this doesn't sound believable. I got to give, <laughs> I gotta give a, a, a tip of the cap to uh, old board uh, member LeBron who had Elway as a drunk 15 years ago, a, a disheveled drunk 15 years ago. John, this Flores shit is wild. First impressions, it's we're recording a few hours after the news has dropped and there's going to be many more shoes to drop, I'm sure, coming forward. He's appearing on, I believe, Good Morning America on Wednesday the 2nd. But your first thoughts on this Flores stuff that's uh, the bomb, the lawsuit, federal lawsuit bomb that dropped today. Yeah, it's its its a huge story, obviously. And and I think all the guys have, have at least had a chance to look at the filing. I know I read through it. And what popped at me and what the initial kind of pop on, on, social, on our social media feeds, I think, was the Belichick test, text screenshots, right? And yeah, those are interesting. But what really popped for me was the allegations on Stephen Ross yes. that uh, Flores was offered $100,000 per loss to tank so that in 2020, you know, in the 2019 season, to be very, very clear, this is, this is alleged to have happened during the 2019 season so that the Dolphins were positioned for as high as the number one overall pick in the 2020 draft. Of course, that's the, the draft the Bengals got Joe Burrow. The, the Dolphins ended up taking Tua. Um, you know, they, of course, they in one pick later, Justin Herbert goes. So that was that was a huge inflection point for the for the Dolphins franchise. And uh, you know, if you if you read through the the filing, the fact that Flores, you know, and we talked about this. The the Dolphins were pathetic in early 2019, and Flores had that team turned around by midseason. They were playing extremely good, extremely competitive football. And he was getting a lot of accolades for that. But, you know, to believe this filing, to believe what Flores is saying behind the scenes, he's being offered money to lose to improve their draft position. Now, that is a massive allegation. And if Brian Flores has proof of that, to me, that lines up with the Pete Rose stuff in Major League Baseball. Yes. And it calls into question the fitness of whether or not Stephen Ross should be allowed to own the Dolphins. It gets into the integrity of the league in a way that makes deflated balls look like Colin Roger Goodell a clown, right? Or wearing a clown nose t-shirt, right? You know, it's it's that sort of like 
you know, the comparison. I mean, this this is absolutely at the heart of the the integrity and the competitiveness of the game. And like, you know, I know the crack sleuths at, at NFL headquarters and the guys that carry the water for them are going to be all over this, of course. But if somebody is interested in in digging in, if Flores has any sort of proof on this, it is an absolute bombshell. A Jeff Pash is Jeff Pash warming up the bullpen and Ted Wells. <laughs> Yeah. Jesus Christ. Actually, the least the least surprising uh, tidbit was Bill Belichick, the man who cannot set his clock on his car, not being able to figure out what text thread he's going in. Brian Flores, Brian Dayball, his son, Brian. Mike on Route 1, uh, your thoughts on the uh, the Flores lawsuit, uh, Belichick's involvement, just kind of there's, there's a lot of there there. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I read scan, uh, skimmed most of it and afterwards i i texted you know i texted you guys and i texted a bunch of other friends and i said am i crazy or is this like huge and and i think people were at first getting the the laughs off the belichick text but it feels to me like it's you know whether or not there is substantive change based off of it you know that's they've got good lawyers too um but the league and uh but it just feels bigger than like a donald sterling thing um Mm -hmm. given the competitive uh, integrity part of it, you know, what's the biggest scandal in, in league history prior to this? I mean, you could probably go with, you know, the Horning and Karras thing. Yep. Uh, yes. is, and this yep. is to me is, is worse given that it's an owner. Um, and you could, you could pass that off um, as, you know, players, but this is that it's just, it's incomprehensible that that this could happen. Um, not, but it's not surprising. Right. Um, but it, that, it was just, it's shocking when you, when you think about it and you're like, am, am I nuts? But no, it's really that bad. And, you know, it's, it's worse than Tim, Tim Donahue probably. Um, but the, you know, obviously Stern successfully swept that thing away, but man, it, it, it is really bad on its surface. And I think that is the most damning thing if I'm to be insensitive and aside from the, the racial implications, but you know, the sainted Mara family yes. being dragged into it is just, um, you know, not surprising because they are scumbags and we've, we've long known that, but I thought uh, they were like father Flanagan. Yeah. They're just, just the, taking the, the young black fella in for a, you know, a good, a, a, a good, some good experience, get some, inter- get some interview experience. And really what, you know, you know, we, I think we all long suspected that these were a uh, joke of an interviews and it, you know, the Rooney rule doesn't necessarily the aptly named Rooney rule, which is kind of a joke does little to satisfy these kind of things. So it's like, you know, how, how do you move forward? I don't know, but um, you know, it, that kind of proves the whole thing. And it was kind of a, a sham and really uh, terrible. And I, and I gotta say, man, um, you know, there's no upside here for, for Flores. You know, I, I'm, I, I'm sure there's, there was collusion, um, you know, as it pertains to, if not spoken um, collusion when it comes to Kaepernick um, being out of the league, but you know, um, he's a guy that sucked and um is kind of, uh, you know, he, he wasn't very good. So I, I understand kind of there's there's some defensible stuff here, but it takes balls to do a Flores that a, a guy with with his star ascending to that degree to uh, put it out on the table. And man, I, I don't know if he's, uh, you know, toxic to the Patriots now um, or not, but I would I would certainly welcome him him back. You know, I, I kind of dismissed this, you know, a couple of weeks ago saying, ah, what's Bill going to demote his kid? I don't know. I, I'm willing to make a, um, I, I'd be happy with that because I just think it's a, a good look morally as well as I think good for football reasons. Um, so I'd be happy with that. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be ecstatic if they could add Flores to the staff in some capacity, oh, but absolutely. Patric- 
Dan, what's your what's your thoughts on on Flores? What he did today, I mean, a pretty courageous thing he's doing, kind of exposing the the old guard and the systemic uh, kind of old guard uh, plantation mentality of some NFL owners in uh, East Rutherford. It is brave, you know, especially when there's other still some positions available and he's a desirable coach. I hope, hope that doesn't work against them in the old, you know, the old network way of thinking the callous part of me thinks that nothing's ever going to happen to the giants because nothing ever does happen. Nothing ever comes of that. The uh, paranoid Patriots fan <laughs> thinks that the only rule that they're going to say is broken was, was Belichick revealing who the coach was ahead of time. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, right. take, take all their picks. Who was the Giants place kicker that was the uh, the Tynes. domestic abuser? Lawrence Tynes, yeah. Yeah, that that one was swept under the rug. Father Flanagan, the Sainted Mara family, as you were saying, I can remember one. Sorry, Dan, go ahead. You know, the other thing was, uh, if, 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 if I've got the year right, ostensibly the, the team that the player that they'd be trying to tank for would have been Tua, right? That's right, yeah. Because at that point in time. Joe Burrow was wasn't the, yet Joe Burrow. Right. At that point. Uh, Scott, tell your thoughts on the, on the Flores mess. Well, of course they had to tank for two or there's alliteration there, but this is, <laughs> it's, it's terrible and entirely believable is, yeah. as I, is my, is my, uh, concise summary of it. And it's the, uh, the, the complaint is a little more bombastic than I do, but that's just, uh, <laughs> that's just my, uh, that's just the way I roll. But it's supposed to uh, it's supposed to draw the public eye. That's part of this. That's part of why it was, uh, you know, released. Uh, so it's 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 going to be the talk of the town for for several days. The NFL stepping up, releasing a statement through with their Baghdad Bob uh, McCarthy there, saying that the claims are baseless in ninety minutes yeah. is is so fucking laughable. It's and it's typical NFL. NFL kind of drivel scratchy start. Sorry to step on you there. Oh, no, no, no. But that's, that's a boilerplate answer. You'd give two hours after, after, you know, the bombshell lands. So they're, they're, they're doing what it's they're They're both, uh, they're both feeling each other out to, you know, continue this, uh, you know, a football metaphor. They're just, you know, it's, uh, it's the first, uh, first game of the season and they're, you know, feeling each other out. Uh, amen. Uh, Dan, you had some more thoughts on this. So John first. Oh, go ahead, John. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I want to make sure we get the right kicker. It was Josh Brown. Uh, was Josh the Brown, not, kicker. not Lawrence time. Um, and, and allegedly, I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, the 2019 Dolphins uh, season. They started 0-7, right? And let's say that, you know, Stephen Ross is talking to Flores. Hey, you know, keep up the losses. I got 100 grand coming your way. Week nine. They face the Jets and win. So the Jets, like, of course, the Jets play in their role of spoiler in losing when the coach is being paid off to, to also lose. It's like that South Park episode where the Little League teams are both trying their best to lose because they're sick of the season. They don't want to play anymore. So I just I just love the, the role the Jets are playing in that in the, in the the minor little footnote the Jets play in handing the Dolphins their first win as Stephen Ross is hoping they go 0-16 so they can draft Joe Burrow. Yeah, if the Dolphins truly wanted to lose, all they had to do was follow the Jets' playbook for that season. (laughs) Losing comes naturally uh, to the New York Jets. Dan, put a bow on this for us, please. The thing I wanted to say is, in in addition to him coming back as a defensive coordinator, a guy of such 
uh, courage and conviction and morals. Um, plus, you know, he's a, he's a skilled coach. I'd, I'd be happy with him as, a, as an heir to Belichick in the future. Yep. That's a great point. Um, you know, that kind of ties in. This is, was not on the script, but, you know, McDaniel's going. I had, in my own head, I always kind of had McDaniel succeeding Belichick when the time came. And obviously that's something we can talk about uh, in future podcasts moving forward. Mike, you had, uh, we discussed this in our, in the show thread a little bit regarding there was the wording was a little bit clunky in the tweet and I don't remember who tweeted it, but uh, Stephen Ross, the owner of the dolphins tried to get Brian Flores to set up a meeting with an unnamed quarterback, which is obviously either uh, Brady or Deshaun Watson on a yacht in January of 2020, when he was still under contract to the Patriots. Um, your, go ahead. Your thoughts on that. Yeah. So, um, you know, in, in the, um, in the filing, you could see um, that, you know, he first Ross allegedly first started pressuring, uh, pressuring um, Flores to go ahead and, um, you know, and to make overtures to this, um, unnamed player. So my, my question is in late 2019, the, the Texans were pretty good. They, they advanced, I think one more round that year and they lost to the chiefs in the playoffs, I believe. So were, were there, were there rumblings that Deshaun Watson was on the outs, um, at that point? I don't think so because, you know, they were doing pretty well. Um, O'Brien was, was still there. Um, but, uh, so I, who, who fits the bill other than Brady, right? And then, um, he, you know, the thing that is interesting is that uh, it, Brady was in Miami for the Super Bowl in February, early February of 2020. Uh, and there's video of him at a party, allegedly with the, the Dolphins. And I had some recall of that and I couldn't quite remember the details. And so he was down. Brady was down there. Um, the one thing I would I guess I would, you know, make me give me pause is, is Brady um, that stupid just to do that. And I would say probably not. And the Patriots do kind of have a history of, especially I would think a guy like Brady allowing them or, or giving them the go ahead. Hey, see, see what's out there. You know, check, you know, go ahead and, 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 and take a look. Um, that said, that's really a terrible look. And I, I don't know who else would really fit that bill. A guy who would obviously be, is going to be available. And, um, you know, just a lot of the, the pieces kind of fit together there. So, um, you know, yeah, you can, you can give it, Bill might've not have ever blown him away with an offer, but given the fact that Tom was asking to be, um, let out of his contract prior to the sixth Super Bowl win the summer of 18 yeah. and, and this as well, uh, you know, um, it does take two to tango, but, uh, clearly he's a guy who was uh, prepared to not be here. And, you know, maybe that's because of, you know, they didn't get an offer. And it feels to me also like, you know, it's just um, really kind of fits with what Stephen Ross uh, and how he conducts business. So I, I don't understand how he can um, how he, he can own that team going forward. It just would be it would be unbelievable. And I and who knows if any of this isn't writing, um, but right. and it probably won't get to that point. And he'll be Jerry, Jerry Richardson or Sterling. So, yeah. Yeah, Jerry Richardson's a, a, another not a possible comp for that, but NFL scandal at the ownership level. And uh, you were right, Mike, on Route One. The Chiefs did, excuse me, the Texans did make it to the divisional round that year, actually jumping out to a 24 0 lead at Arrowhead, only to oh, lose right. 51 to 31 <laughs> in that game. Um, Dan, your thoughts? Any? I didn't no? on that. 
Yeah, it's a, John. John, do you have any thoughts on the the, yeah, the floors? Well, you know, I, I I totally agree with the thinking. Like, I would love nothing more right now, as I sit here right now, as it relates to the the Patriots, that they bring back Brian Flores as defensive coordinator, make him head coach in waiting, if not officially, unofficially, and if it's the, just not the biggest fuck you to the league, you know, I, I think he's probably a little bit because those guys are, those owners are such pussies and such sheep, you know, Flores is probably radioactive at the moment. Um, there's only one guy with the stones to hire Brian Flores right now. And that's Bill Belichick. And there's nothing Bob Kraft could do to stop that. If he was so inclined, Bill Belichick gets to call the shots on his coaching staff. He goes, gets Brian Flores. Kraft wouldn't have the stones to tell him no. Uh, Cause that would be scandalous in and of itself. And Belichick brings him in, makes him the defensive coordinator. This team gets back on track, starts racking up some more playoff wins. And Oh man, a stage with confetti dropping and Roger Goodell's got a hand bill Belichick, another Lombardi with Flores and Patricia over his shoulder. Oh, Oh, Mike, I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love, I would love to see that. And, and, you know, if the Patriots can fully embrace the Al Davis, fuck the league ethos of the 1970s for the next 20 years, sign me up for that too. Well, John, I, I think that's, you mentioned Al Davis and I do wonder if, uh, you know, there, there's somebody who doesn't give a shit either. And, um, you know, you might not have the, uh, the brains of his, his old man, but I, 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 I could see that I could see him going to Vegas too. And I, I wouldn't mind seeing that, but I, I would prefer him here for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, I, I, and I, I'll do a quick hat tip on Mark Davis. Not only did he, did he hire uh, McDaniels during league championship weekend, which is a mini F you to the league. Right. But he's turning the keys over to the Patriots guys and probably stepping out of the way, which is the winning ownership model as opposed to trying to be the owner that meddles a la Steven Ross, right? So, oh my God, if we don't have a league where one of the smarter owners is Mark Davis. I'm happy to have Flores out of the AFC East, as I said before. Dan, go ahead. You know, for all the talk about how bad the Belichick coaching tree is, they keep hiring Belichick coaches. (laughs) (laughs) Is coaching tree really a thing, caller? Yeah. Well, they just grafted uh, Rabel back onto the tree in some sort of, you know, Dr. Moreau kind of uh, <laughs> experiment. Well said, Scartelli. Well said. Uh, we have a couple of emails. I'll let you guys guess who sent the emails. Vinny, thank you for keeping them coming. I did not give Vinny uh, the proper credit. I wanted to throw the, the question into our thoughts on Brady's retirement. Uh, Vinny wanted to know if the reports are true and Brady is retiring. Are you happy to see him go? Are you sad or indifferent given his departure? Uh, Vinny is happy because he doesn't have to hear about the Brady versus Belichick scoreboard anymore. That's mm-hmm. a creation of the despicable Ryan Rotillo of the Wronger Podcast Network. Vinny's other email is, is throwing a little, uh, tweaking the Chiefs a little bit. Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill ain't cutting a caller, trying to continue fixing the O line and D line is for losers. Run the ball when you have first and goal at four. Nah, just have Mahomes been pressured all day, drop packs and just sling it. Um, Vinny thinks that the funniest way for the Chiefs to lose is for them to manifest all the issues with modern day coaching. You know, Vinny's an entitled town regular listener with that. Uh, mm-hmm. A disregard for the run, their own weaknesses, the Andy Reid Memorial poor clock management, and utter yep. cowardice when faced with the possibility of being a coward for just taking three points. Mm-hmm. One of those teams took the three and is going to the Super Bowl. Maybe teams should stop keeping their foot on the gas pedal and coach every game and every play and what the situation calls for. That's what Bill always preaches. 
situational football. Um, I think hey, that you means- know. Let me let me let me also say on that too to to kind of agree with all that. If you remember watching the game, and I remember it because I watched it yesterday, unlike you guys who watched it Sunday. Pussy. Romo made a point. Romo made a point about um, Mahomes looking over at Reed. You know, give me one more play, right? Five seconds left. Give me one more play, and he throws a little swing pass to to Hill. I mean, that's that's the problem, right? You know, he's letting Mahomes coach. And I mean, what do you need Andy Reid for, right? It's just Andy Reid clock management kind of compounded with letting Patrick Mahomes be the decision maker. You know, the coaches have got to be the the decision makers in that situation. There has to be an adult in the room. I think the player is always going to want to go for it just from a competitive standpoint. They're always going to want to go for it. Agreed. Agreed. So uh, Vinny, thank you for the emails. Entitledtown at gmail.com is the email address. You should all know that by now if you're listening. Uh, which leads us to the final thought segment. I'm going to go to mortgage-free Western Mass and let Scartelli hit lead off. Go ahead, Patrick. Um, we've got uh, a bit of sad news that uh, longtime, uh, longtime newspaper man, sports writer, sports columnist, longtime sports columnist Gary Brown of the uh, Springfield Republican newspaper, the successor to the uh, Springfield Union News, as it used to be called, passed away, age of ninety. He had just filed his last uh, column two days before. So it's, uh, he was a great, uh, great wordsmith. The, uh, the sports junk drawer is basically, uh, basically based on his, uh, his uh, hitting to all fields column, which he did for decades. And it just became part and parcel of, uh, of my reading, reading the uh, sports page in the newspaper out there. So it it was a, it was great to read you, Gary. Going to miss you. Nicely said, Scartelli. Who says all we do is kill mediates uh, on Entitled Town? John, that reminds us. John and I used to enjoy reading Fearless Farley in the old Brockton Enterprise in his football <laughs> columns, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Dan, uh, you're up. Final thought. You know, initially I was thinking about something with Brady, but I, I, I feel like we'll need more time to kind of absorb and uh, contemplate what we really want to say about Tom Brady. That's something maybe saved for after the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I started to think about the how we have sort of a pain avoidance uh, tactic toward who's who's left in to play, and that's that's how we were looking. Who's going to be the worst? Who are we going to hear the worst things from? And like last week, we lost the Bills, so we no longer have to hear from Lukey Rusher. And this week, we lost the <laughs> the Chiefs, so now we don't have to. Uh, we don't have Mahomes' obnoxious fiance or or his little brother, uh, uh, or you know, punchable face contest champion Nick Wright smugly <laughs> rubbing it in people's faces. Right now, I don't think I have anything uh, against the Bengals or or Rams fans, but I do kind of live by the adage: strangers are just Twitter enemies that you haven't met yet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well said, uh, John, your final thought. I really didn't have much of a final thought. I think I hit on everything I wanted to hit on, but I love what Dan just said there. This is going to be very... All right, I'll mute you then. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, that's Had to do it again. Go ahead. All right, for old time's sake. Yeah. Um, it is going to be very weird watching a Super Bowl and not have a, an, a, either the Patriots in it or a strong anti-rooting interest. Yes. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. You know, as, as I was... as I Did I mention I was golfing on Sunday? As I was golfing on Sunday, 
I was thinking to myself, am I even going to watch the Super Bowl? Like, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. Like, I guess I'll watch it if the Niners are in it. But, like, I do not want to watch the Chiefs. I'm so sick of the – like, I'm increasingly over-the-top sick of the Chiefs. And the Bengals pulling that off, like, I, I don't – I honestly can't remember. I, do we have – like, we have to go back to, to – 2002. 2002 is the last one that I know of that was – that I didn't have a serious – um, you know, like a, a serious vested interest in some kind of anxiety going into the game that the wrong people would win. Bucks Raiders. Well, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. Bucks Raiders is good. And and before the the Patriots Rams first one, it was the it was the Ravens and the Giants. Right. And I remember I remember watching that game. I watched the championship games that year in Reno, and immediately bet after those games the Giants blew out. Uh, somebody and then the the, the Vikings. Ravens, Vikings. Vikings the Vikings yeah. and, the, and the Ravens destroyed the Raiders right and you know the, yep. the, the the early line on that was like two and a half the Ravens were like two and a half um and I'm like oh my god like I, I have to have that so I, I I bet it immediately when they posted them on Sunday night but I also took the under and fucking Ron Dixon with his worthless <laughs> his worthless kickoff return then jermaine lewis they had back-to-back kickoff returns for touchdowns in that game and that's what put it over so i missed my parlay on that super bowl so yes that would be the last time i watched the game with no real rooting interest except my own financial you know my own financial benefit you, so it's gonna be weird you didn't win the bet but you actually your decision making was sound because there was no way kerry cocaine collins right. was putting that team in the end zone against yeah. the 99 Car- Kerry collins and trent dilfer you know you tell me that the era of quarterbacks has gotten better in 20 years and i give you kerry collins and trent dilfer in the super bowl dear god in the super bowl for the love of in god the super bowl. i right. had i had my uh sports uh, hate moment it was the falcons broncos super bowl and I knew the fucking Broncos were going to win the Super Bowl. Elway was going to get, you know, carried off the field. This one's for John. Yeah. Go screw. Yeah. I did. I watched the first quarter of that game. I placed a bet and I cashed the ticket through gritted teeth. Um, so I guess that's kind of my half-assed final thought. I will uh, we'll throw it to the closer. What's coming in from the bullpen is Mike on route one. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, yes. So, um, you know, speaking of, of Lukey Russert, um, I thought it was funny to tell you the ultimate um, thanks, dad, uh, taking a victory lap that there was no thanks pats in the uh, in the in the Brady statement. And, um, you know, I just thought the, the caterwauling over that today, you know, first off, I think there's nothing more kind of um, antithetical to the Patriot way, quote unquote, than empty gestures. And I, and I do think that a. Um, uh, the one day contract thing is the most the in, in, insignificant thing kind of in sports that is just the dumbest thing. And that I don't care about, um, you know, Tom said everything he needed to say when he left here and the idea that this is the end and there's not going to be any kind of moment where, we're, where he will get to be in front of the Patriots fans. I, he had two bad choices. You know, he, he had two not great choices. It was either, pile on all these these complex Patriots feelings in decades of stuff onto this retirement from the, from the, the Buccaneers or to not do that. And I, I think he chose the right thing. And I certainly not one to give Brady any slack recently. And I thought he did the right thing there. Um, I, I, one of the, one of the memes I really liked about this on, um, on Facebook, oh, Facebook, good Lord. How old am I on uh, Twitter today? <laughs> Jesus. Um, it was uh, it was it was a picture of the uh, of of Peggy from Mad Men talking to um, 
to John Hamm to, to Don Draper in a very famous scene where she, you know, she complains to him um, that she, he never uh, that he never thanks her for her, all her hard work. And his response is, "That's what the the money's for." And, and the this meme on on Twitter was, <laughs> "That's what the Super Bowls are for." Like, and I thought that was that was great, and that was that perfectly summed it up. But um, let, let 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 the record show that that you're referencing a Megan Ottolini tweet right there. I mean, just you know, that's, oh, that was that's... shit. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sure she stole it from someone. Um, (laughs) Oh, by the way, tomorrow is National Girls and Women in Sports Day. So bite your tongue in sports. Oh, Mina. (laughs) R.I.P. Mina and Nora Princiati there. That 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 definitely happened. That Uber conversation. Um, But everybody clapped. Yes, they they did. They (laughs) ignore ignore a Princiati Twitter in the handle. But my my final my finalist my finalist thought here is um and it goes to a uh the the proverbial uh, worst person you know made a great point i did see over the weekend that jerry callahan tweeted uh you know it's remarkable that tom brady over uh two decades you literally can't find and despite all the weirdness and the um you know anti uh, nightshade um rhetoric you couldn't find a, a person who's ever said a bad thing about him. And that's kind of crazy. Um, and, you know, uh, we've, you know, he's, he, there's no, there's no Corey bird in his, uh, in his closet. <laughs> so uh, pretty remarkable that we got through for him and he was, he, he treated people right. And that's, that's pretty impressive. So tip of the cap to, uh, to my quarterback. That's your quarterback. But don't they have to do Mike, don't they have to do what the Celtics did for bird? You don't retire his number. Yeah, You do halftime. bird night. You do a bird I, night at July. We can do a podcast on Larry Bird night. If you want. I, I've got, I've got like fifth jo, Bob Costas thinking that Joe Bird was alive, the, the origin <laughs> of the Joe Bird toothbrush. <laughs> I, I've got, I've got lots of, I've got lots of thoughts on Larry All Bird. Right. If, if we, if we do that podcast, I will be in the role of Mike playing point guard and and let Mike be unleashed because he, <laughs> I know I can wind me up. He would be all in let, on this. Magic, magic, love, magic, magic had no problem, you know, with the with the Celtics gear. Larry wanted nothing to do with it. Fantastic. All right, I, I'm sorry, I'm done. <laughs> nothing, nothing but love for Magic and Larry from this address. I enjoyed that. Uh, we're we're also discussing uh, TBD. We're we've been doing the 20th anniversary of the uh, the first Super Bowl run from uh, January and February of 2002. So we're in uh, intense negotiations, like the MLB and the MLBPA to get a time and place so we can celebrate the, the party of five can celebrate the, uh, the 2001 Patriots pulling off the upset over the St. Louis Rams guys. Thank you. Uh, thank you for listening to entitled town. Uh, John is at that John irons. Dan is at Patriots daily. Mike is at in this town one and Patrick Scartelli, the purveyor of the sports drunk draw can be found on Twitter at Pat Scartell and his column can be found at the 15 net.com. My name is Mike Irons. I want to thank Bill and Shaq for putting out a brief emergency podcast earlier today. So we're stepping on their dicks by dropping this not long after that. Uh, thank you to those guys. Again, thank you for listening. And as always, turn off your radio. And we're going to stay positive all the way through. And if you think I'm going to succumb to negativity, you're wrong. you got the wrong guy leading this basketball team. I had no clue. Oh, yeah. I've almost forgot. Thanks, Tom. Uh-huh.